right, we're live. Hey, Jordan, do you want to ring us in? Yeah. Yes. I've rung. Yes. Yes. Hi, guys. All right, so we've been setting this call up for only 10 minutes. That's really – wait, no, I'm sorry. 17 minutes. All right, it's under 20. That's good. Not bad. It's like we're starting all over again. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. (sighs) We kind of are starting new because we're not in person because we can't be. Um, so this is kind of a new medium. And now that Skype has built in recording, anybody can do this, even us. Yes. And, uh, hopefully John knows how to take the audio from this. So when we were setting it up, um, like doing a test recording of this, Jordan's like, do you think John can pull the audio from it? And my response was like, I'm sure someone named John could, but his name is Joe, not John. Oh, I'm such a piece of American shit. I'm sorry, Joe. Shout out to Joe Hamilton, MVP of all things. And this might take some time, right? Because isn't Joe doing something for you, Matthew? He's busy oh, right now. Oh, sorry. He's busy right now. Yeah, well, right now he's asleep, but Joe is, um, yeah, Joe no, he is. He just hit me up like, he hit me up like an hour ago asking me to like give him a kettlebell workout. Oh, nice. Well, then maybe he's he's up, but I don't know. I guess he's a he's a a late to bed kind of guy. But uh, no, he's he's doing some work with uh, with Nolly right now, doing some GGD stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, we were right now today and yesterday. Me and Dez, my other partner from Get Good Drums, we were both supposed to be in the UK for a recording session and we're not now obviously for obvious reasons so um joe stepped up and saved the day and him and nolly are cracking away at that session so hell yeah yeah he's he's like i said he's the mvp of all things get it john all right (laughs) actually i mean his middle name is john oh maybe you know and i think i did know that and uh he asked me to save that as his name in my phone anyway uh, welcome to episode uh, sixty-five. Know? I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, but this yeah. is nice to be back with you guys. It's it been a nice. while since we've done this. Yeah, the reception was really cool. Like people being excited that we're doing this. It seemed cool. Um, it's just been a while. But me and Justin like got back into the swing of of training together, all to have that be postponed for now and then uh me and jordan saw each other what like lunch how long ago about what two months now probably maybe yes it feels right yeah Um, anyway we talked about we we collective well separately but collectively talked about getting back into this and um seems like a really good time to do it given just the state of things and everybody being at home and us being at home and a lot going on you know, it's weird right now. It's very weird right now. I actually, I, I walked the neighborhood for like an hour today for the first time in, in a week. And, uh, dude, it just feels like a funeral out there. And uh, it just, it felt very solemn, but also there's way more eye contact and, and smiling, uh, as, as a way to just, I think, feel connected and to offer comfort, but it's just, it's, it's like a solemn vibe. Yeah. It's kind of, 
<clears throat> it's kind of like the dark joke that everyone's in on. It's like the minute you cross somebody or see somebody, it's like, I know what you're thinking, you know? It's intense. Um, I did have one woman, uh, I kind of paused uh, and turned my body and I was only because I was uh, doing something on my phone. And this woman sitting on a park bench just like asked, hey, are you okay? And I don't think that would have happened prior to this. Hmm. Um, and, and even uh, passing a police officer, like it felt important to thank him. And, and as I passed, uh, you know, just, uh, dude, even, and this is so fucking terrible. Uh, I, I was in a liquor store and there were four people in scrubs. There's a, a hospital a couple blocks away and, and they walked in and my immediate thought was gratitude, but also don't get too close to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that front, that's the front line. Yeah. I mean, that's like the essential personnel who can't get out of it right now. And yeah, I mean, what, as testing gets better or we have rather we have more tests, it's going to be, you know, strange how the, your demeanor towards certain people will change just because of trying to create that social distance of like, wait, these are like everyday people that I should be expressing gratitude towards, you know, towards. Well, what's, it, what's it like for you, Justin? Because your <clears throat> fiance who you live with is a psych nurse at Johns Hopkins Hospital. Yeah, um, it's. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it has really set in. We just have the conversation that I think we. Heard, I, I heard a statistics, and this, this might have been from the Michael Moore podcast that you and I both listened to. Of like four out of five, eighty percent of people are going to get it. It just depends on kind of the severity of how it hits you and um, <clears throat> symptoms you show and and how bad it gets. I guess. Um, I think she's just under the impression that given the environment she works in and then seeing the numbers that come out of the hospital that she's like bound to get exposed to it. And it kind of is what it is. You know, it's, I think it's, you just come to like an understanding of there's not much she can do and she has to keep going. And I guess you just keep reassessing, uh, you know, every time. And yeah, it's, I, it's hard to not feel that way. I've heard from plenty of people, um, today uh mostly today actually where people are saying you know i get a little bit of like tightness in my chest and yes i'm anxious but it's also hard to kind of discern you know when do you say when i don't want it to some people i've heard people say i don't want it to be like too late so the conversations carly and i have in that both of us are going into like hospital settings this week it's it's interesting because we're trying to do our best due diligence to take care of ourselves and each other and then the the staff that we work with and, you know, patients and residents that we work with. Yeah, I want to hear Matt's perspective, but it feels important real quick to offer a disclaimer because you threw out a statistic. Um, and I think more people should do this. But uh, it, it, for those listening and watching, uh, we are not experts and don't take uh, anything that we share as uh, absolute fact or uh vetted reporting or otherwise this is just the things that we come across just as you come across yeah exactly yep well i hadn't really heard that statistic i didn't listen to the podcast that you guys are talking about frankly you know hearing that statistic it's frightening you know um but i don't know if it's frightening because it truly really should be which is what my gut tells me to some degree and then 
or if it's really frightening just because of the amount that it's in all of our fucking faces right now. And I'm, to be honest, like I'm struggling with it because I tend to have higher levels of anxiety. You both know this. I have like a current that's always running and you know, I have even like a day like today, I have really, really good parts of the day. And then parts of the day where like all of a sudden it's like, fuck, like I start retracing my steps and I start thinking about, you know, where I went because I had to go today. We're staying with <clears throat> Natalie's parents at their house because our house is under contract and we go to closing soon and we're in the process of packing everything up there. Um, we had to today mail something out to her parents because they're down, they're not here, they're isolated elsewhere. And I'm just thinking like, hmm, when I got out of the parking lot, like, did I step on something that was contaminated and then it was on my shoe and then I bring it back to the house and then we're in the house and we're, you know, we're in the garage and we're doing our workouts with battle ropes and we're using the battle ropes and it's, you know, knocking up dust and am I breathing it in? It's like all of these things when I step back and think about it for a second are just like, it's what if mentality, which is not good for anybody. And then when I really get to the end of my thought process with it, I come to the, you know, the rational realization of maybe, but if so, there's nothing I can do about it now. And I also have to think about all of the other things that I'm doing on a daily basis to, prevent exposure for my wife or myself or our families, which is a lot. I mean, I'm pretty much isolated with the exception of going back and forth between our two homes, not eating out, not venturing out, not doing anything unnecessary, washing our hands like crazy. Like, right, dude, my hands are so messed up right now from just washing and washing and washing. But then when I hear Justin, when I hear you talk about it, and when I think about Carly and other people I know, it's like, well, the amount of fear and anxiety that I have is a little, is definitely relative, you know, and, and should be, if you're looking at it on paper, minimized compared to what Carly is exposed to and what you are potentially exposed to working in healthcare right now. Right. So this is where I wanted to round this out, which is my wife keeps shaking her head when I'm at my computer or I'm on my phone and I'm like watching a video about it or I'm listening to uh, a recount from a patient who survived it and they're talking about all the crazy shit they went through and she's just like stop like you you have all the information you need right now and when anything major comes out you will know about it in the meantime Stop paying attention and looking for things that will help you feel better because nothing is going to help you feel better right now except getting away from it. And she's right. And I'm trying to get away from all of this media shit that's just like in our faces constantly because it, I think it's definitely contributing to how my mind runs and wanders, you know, at this yeah. point. So I don't know if you guys are exposed to that too or feeling that, but I definitely am. Well, look, I mean, you say maybe your mind starts becoming irrational, and perhaps that's true, but uh, if you're retracing your steps, I mean, that's not necessarily 
a bad thing. I mean, we're, we are designed uh, to do essentially one thing, and that's to survive. And that's part of your survival mechanism right now, at least, in the way that, that you function. And uh, it's really up for you to decide, is this helping or is this hurting? Uh, clearly, if you're in a constant state of stress and panic and anxiety, uh, that's not going to help you survive uh, because it will make you uh, less healthy, to be honest. Unless yeah. you're in an actual life situation where it's that dire and you need to be feeling those things. <laughs> um, I think we all should feel fear. We should all feel anxiety and we should all feel stress uh, at times. Uh, to feel these things, to feel sad, to feel scared, uh, that's actually a sign of mental health. We are all living through experiences that are legit uh, scary. I mean, it, it's it's legitimate to feel these things. And I think to deny those feelings uh, actually doesn't contribute to our, our health and well-being. Uh, it's really, what what do we do with those feelings? Do we have healthy ways to process them? Do we have uh, coping skills that are adaptive and uh, constructive or productive instead of being destructive to us? Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for the community that, that we have built through this uh, and, and even not really engaging with it for over a year to know that there's uh, a lot of interest to engage with us. Um, and I'm just grateful for the connection with you two and the technology to that that we you know do this from from our homes because for me engaging in this way is part of uh uh my you know mental health strategy this is part of uh taking care of myself especially living alone yeah i'm i'm definitely curious uh as i know my perspective of the last couple weeks and and things for me have I mean, drastically changed that I ended up accepting a position in these crazy times to be a dietitian at a like a post-acute care center, um, you know, like long-term care related. And so I've been so inundated with work and new procedures and uh, trying to keep up uh, while also like practicing a lot of the stuff that, that we talk about here of, of you know, being kind to myself and, and giving myself uh the the under you know just being understanding and and positive self-talk in that this is all new it's only a, it's week one the expectations i'm trying to just establish the expectations so i know what i'm um, what's expected of me and while i'm dealing with a lot of that of course there's a ton of background noise of the pandemic like this is the reality of what's going on uh, but but it, it's it's not necessarily like a good or bad thing, but I'm, I'm in a sense removed and in another sense, just right on top of hearing all of this stuff, but I'm not able to sit back and process as much as I think I was say two weeks ago, prior to starting the process of getting ready to go in on this past Monday. Um, so for, from my perspective, as much as I was probably in a position like Matt, where I, I was hanging on to all of the coverage. I watched, to Matt's point, uh, in the same vein, a, a person who talked about getting it and recovering. And I was I was very on top of, of all the, the press conferences coming out. And then I had this big shift in focus. 
and I haven't been able to sit back and maybe critically go through all of the variables of what's going on because I'm so focused on something else at the same time. So I'm a little preoccupied. I've been preoccupied. So I think Carly, uh, from the question that was asked before this post, I think with her, because she has a lot going on and, and we see the effects of what this is doing to not only um, businesses, but I, I've heard now, I know from Carly's perspective, she's going into her last semester of nurse practitioner school and they've, it's a lot of stuff is up in the air, just like regular schools are kind of up in the air. Of like, will they resume? How do we do this stuff online? Uh, so I think for her, because her, her schedule is so dialed in and so regimented every day is kind of known for for six weeks at a time and, and sometimes even longer for a semester of her schooling, that it becomes a thing where I don't think she can even really sit back and maybe uh, think too much about it. She just has to be actionable and keep moving forward. And I think that's where I am right now. Although Matt and I had these same conversations just last week when we were training together of we were Cloroxing everything, we're being safe, we're, we're trying our best to, to distance and and only leave now when you have to leave. So I guess my question now is for, for the two of you, if you are isolating as the two of you are, uh, what is the day-to-day -day thought process when this is the hottest topic and probably the most material of, of everything that you're consuming? Well, what I, what I wanted to say to, to your point is, <clears throat> as crazy as it is for you right now, and I'm sure it's exciting, too. Um, I don't say crazy in a bad way. I just, it's, you know, your life is hectic in a lot of ways right now for you and, and Carly. Um, I think there's a lot of upside to that though, to be honest, when you're looking at, I think at least for me, and I can't really speak for Jordan, but I would guess, um, because, you know, I can say for myself, my life in terms of like my daily routine when I'm at home really hasn't changed too much. You know, it's, the only difference is like not going out to get food or eat or not going to the gym and instead working from home. I don't really go a lot of other places, you know, like I work from home. That's what I always do. But my work is very scattered throughout the day. And it always is, you know, I have a heavy morning and then I can loosen up and do certain things in like the, you know, like middle of the day. And then I have more stuff in the afternoon and evening, but in those pockets in between now, not really going anywhere. It's like, huh, well, let me just open up Facebook and see what's going on. Or let me, you know, turn on the news and see what's going on. And it's just, I feel like it's so easy to get stuck into that to where I'm, I'm in a good way, <clears throat> envious of that sort of intense routine right now that you've been thrown into to where you don't have time for that bullshit. And, and I don't mean to minimize what's happening by calling it bullshit. I'm not calling that <clears throat> bullshit. I'm just saying the amount of time that is spent trying to look through all this stuff that could definitely, I could cut that down a lot. Um, and I will say this, I mean, prior to us hopping on tonight, was having that conversation with Natalie and I kind of made the decision. It's like, look, I'm not going to do this. Like I'm going to, instead of when I finished my work, um, you know, turning on Facebook, I'm going to go pick up a book and read, or we're going to take the dogs for a walk, or I'm going to do my workout. Then maybe I work out twice a day, you know, like 
that's something different that I've never done before that I can now with all this extra time work into a routine. I don't know, but I want to fill my time with other productive things instead of just sitting there being blatantly unproductive and, and, and frankly, um, doing things that are detrimental in my opinion to my own mental health. You know, it's not healthy for me to be doing that. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think it's good, Justin, that you're in the situation you're in. And it's kind of a interesting conundrum in certain ways because you may you and Carly may be a little bit more vulnerable to, you know, to the exposure. At the same time though, mentally, I feel like you're in a good spot. And that's a good thing too, because it again to Jordan, to your point, it keeps us healthy to have a healthy mind, both mentally and physically. You know, so I'm trying to find the balance between making myself focused on productive things in between my real work productivity. And then also like, you know, just taking care of myself and doing what's right for our community right now. Yeah. Um, first I'll speak to just information and news input and then kind of share my current life situation. Um, look, this isn't, new for us uh it's it's our generation especially <clears throat> one with the with with the internet uh reaching a critical mass in in the past decade or so um with especially with social media but also just living in a, a culture where uh, a, a huge motivation for our uh our our news uh publications is profit and, and in order to make the most profit, you have to capture the most attention. And uh, fear is really good at capturing our attention. That is how we're built. As I said earlier, we are designed literally to survive. And so it, it's hard for us. Um, we did not live uh, decades and decades ago where there were a couple major networks with a nightly newscast. And really the TV news was like, 30 to 60 minutes a night and there were a handful of newspapers and in general everyone just figured it was objective and thought they were getting the truth uh, that's not the case anymore and it's really hard uh, uh, if not near impossible but it's also our responsibility to figure out how do we assess uh, what's going on in the world around us what's important to us um, it takes a ton of critical analysis. It takes a ton of vetting to figure out where am I going to get uh, news sources. Uh, not only that, for me, but it's also important for me to uh, get opposing viewpoints that I don't trust because for me it's important to understand what tens of millions of uh, other Americans and people are around the world, uh, what news that they're receiving and how that's shaping their reality. And that helps for me to create uh, more empathy with my neighbors, uh, but it, it also gives me insight into some of the uh, struggles we have ahead. Uh, you know, there's plenty of people for plenty of reasons who still believe this is not happening in, in the way that it's objectively happening. And, and that puts us at risk. Um, so it's, it's hard. It's hard, and it's a personal kind of journey for all of us to figure out uh, how do we inform ourselves <coughs> and whether we can trust it or not. Um, 
I, I do want to point out, Matt, uh, as you cough, and I'm sure all the time now as we cough, we're like <clears throat> super mindful of what does that mean. Uh, but Matt, your fucking shirt has two hands shaking. We're not supposed to be doing that right now, man. Yeah. Look at that. Society. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what is that? Um, it is a uh, like a coffee shop slash like speakeasy in Austin, Texas. That uh, that was right across from the venue that we played when we were there on tour. So I I really liked the place. I was there pretty much in and out of the, throughout the day, um, and I picked this up. So yeah. and, and well, for well, a little yeah. bit of levity, when's the last time each of you uh, shook a hand? A long while. It's been a bit. <laughs> yeah, like middle of last week. Middle. Ooh, and I mean that's kind of recent. Yeah. And at that point, middle of last week, what were your thoughts then versus? Uh, of course, we kind of know your perspective now. Right. Uh, uh, that it was dumb, and shortly thereafter, we both washed our hands. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't even you, remember when that uh, was. But, you know, it was, it was uh, you, do, you do things out of habit. Right. It's, it's hard. Like, literally, we, uh, as a world populace, are going through massive, drastic behavioral change. Uh, and ultimately cultural change. And this is not going to go away. I mean, the, the, the pandemic at, at, you know, it, it will reach a peak. And, and as long as we do the things we need to be doing, namely uh, staying the fuck away from each other, uh, it will dip and then it will rise and it will dip and it will rise. And uh, for the foreseeable future, uh, you know, that means like, I don't see myself, uh, you know, going uh, perhaps say on a subway in New York City, even uh, two years from now, and like maybe everyone is wearing gloves. You know what I mean? Like we we are going to uh, uh, we will have new norms, new societal norms that are literally being shaped moment to moment. Uh, this is a big fucking deal. Uh, with that. Uh, you know, all that's, it, it's true in, in my belief. Um, there's plenty of opportunity as well to look at it more optimistically. Um, you know, you can even see, uh, especially people a, a bit older than us really figuring out, oh, this is what social media is. And this allows me to virtually connect, uh, whether for my business or for my, my social well-being. Um, Real, real briefly, just to share my my experience, because it's very different from both of yours. Uh, uh, you know, if, if the last time you uh, heard me through one of these episodes, I was working with a pro wrestling company. I, I left that under a year ago, um, but I still maintained uh, my psychotherapy license and and using group therapy primarily uh, with uh, in a drum circle format. And I do it at these adult day programs. Uh, the last group I did was uh, this past Monday, and it was it was uncomfortable because I know that these people I'm working with don't necessarily have the uh, cognitive and emotional uh, and behavioral capabilities to be uh, as safe as we should be. Um, and, you know, we're all banging on instruments that were, you know, disinfected prior and after. But but still, um, you know, I, I needed to make sure I had two chairs beside me that no one was allowed to sit in. Um, but, you know, these people uh, are uh, living day to day in their own crisis mode. They need service. 
and uh, I need income. And so I went Monday and, and the governor ended up closing all day programs, adult day programs, uh, end of uh, the day Monday. So currently, um, I don't have that work. That was a handful of days a week. Um, I'm not teaching any of my music students right now. Uh, I was going to physical therapy with a friend twice a week. I just texted him today like, hey, man, this past week, that was my last one for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, I date. Uh, that's kind of hard right now. Um, Justin and I are, are in a band together. Uh, we have we still have, it's not going to happen, obviously, but a show booked uh, a, a month or so from now. Um, like, all the things in my life are are put on pause right now. Um, you know, the, the therapy practice is working uh, kind of in a triage mode to figure out, okay, these hundreds of clients that we serve, uh, they're all in their group homes. Uh, how do we connect with them uh, through technology to serve them? Um, so they're kind of figuring that out now, but, um, it's, yeah, for me, my life is completely different right now. And the, the struggle I think for me is to create, uh, routines that are productive and that are in the interest of, uh, my mental health and well-being, And, and that includes uh, my social life that includes my bank account uh, and, and that includes, um, you know, my, my own mitigation of stress and anxiety. <clears throat> yeah, I'm interested um, to, to comment on one of the points you made about New York City and maybe two years from now and people are, you know, it's vastly different. People maybe wearing gloves uh, and taking a whole different approach to uh, this like mass transit traveling. I don't know. It, it, from my perspective, I sit back and I say, we're in the thick of it now. Uh, I think as more testing becomes available and more people that you actually know, hopefully this is not the case, of course, but but the possibility is real that the, that you'll know someone potentially or yourself or whomever uh, potentially gets infected and you test you know, if there's a test for it and someone tests positive. And I think a lot of times until that happens, it doesn't become very real for a lot of people. But I think people are, uh, and, and maybe this is a trend that if we if we actually all rack our brains about just history, I think people tend to forget very quickly about where we once were. And maybe that's a, a that's an escape mechanism, uh, just so you can keep moving forward with life and not dwelling on what once was. But I have a I have a sneaking suspicion and a feeling that this two will pass and things will start to resume very like like life once was before do i think some things will change some do i think a lot of things will change uh, maybe the 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 conversations people are talking about look there's so much more work that could have been done remotely there's more things that could have been done this way you know through a video chat through a video chatting protocol but i think old habits die hard for a lot of people and i think a lot of uh uh, old ways of life die hard. And I think I think this will pass like everything else. And I think a lot of things will start to kind of return to normal until the next thing. I mean, it's not, not to say that we don't learn from our mistakes and from history and that if this were to occur again, now a precedent will be set and a lot of things will be uh, different in many ways. But I, I, think, I think we'll get to a point where kind of life resumes its normal flow 
and and I don't know if this will affect people maybe to in in the same way that you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, everything that we're sharing is theoretical. Even uh, even uh, just the leading experts in the world. Uh, whether it's medical professionals or respected journalists, like we just don't know enough about what we're going through to uh, to really predict what will happen or to make um, a judgment. Yeah, we we are we are figuring it out as as time is unfolding. Um, we uh, I don't. It's it's definitely not in in some ways a luxury, and 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 you could be critical or not of how. We as, as Americans uh, uh, responded, but you know th- this happened elsewhere in months and weeks prior. So there's at least some uh, information that that can be used. Um, I, I made a post yesterday in the Facebook group, and it was really great to see so many people responding. And as soon as we finish this, I'm going to go through and and connect with all the people that did respond. But but one of the last comments I think was someone in India saying that I, I don't think there's any reported cases there, um, but she's already, I think it was a, a, a female, she's already, um, you know, practicing uh, uh, these, these behaviors that are keeping her safe just in case. And a country like that has the, uh, the, the information to, to learn from what's happening uh, here and throughout Europe and throughout Asia and in and, and, and many places around the world. Um, but yeah, who knows? We we don't know, and and I think for most of us, that's what's the scariest because there's no. Uh, it, it's so hard to have a sense of control. Can I ask a question and pose a question for both of you? Uh, with with what both of you do in your normal day to day life, Jordan, you just spoke on what you do. Matt, maybe a lot of people know that you're in a band and you do a lot of other things as well. With all of this uncertainty, have you have either of you? And of course, we're living this in real time, right? So things just keep changing and we're we're living on these moments and we're really just living day to day. But, and I think the scariest part for a lot of people is the fear of the unknown of the duration of time that this will last. Is it a, hey, four weeks? Is this a three months? Is this a two years? No one really can can talk on that point, right? We can only speculate, highly speculate on that kind of stuff. For both of you, have you sat back and done the inventory and had the, the thoughts of Matt? You have a you have a tour coming up, right? In the summertime, um, Jordan. Did you have anything booked? You know, and have you thought about how this is affecting things? And what if it does go for a re, you know a real long duration, six months, a year? What if it goes into the next year? You know, have you thought about this and and any kind of anything actionable you've thought about that would maybe be valuable for others to start thinking about? Um, I mean, I've definitely thought about it. I think it is a lot to take in right now and it's very new. And I think with as much information that's coming at us on a daily hourly basis, You know, the biggest thing is just finding the balance between a new way of life and also the constant changes that are out of our control. And I don't know if I don't know if I have advice yet because I'm still figuring it out for myself. I think the biggest thing is to just try not to get overwhelmed because it is out of our control. This is out of our control. 
And I keep reminding myself that, you know, and it's a bitch because the, the things we can't control are always the things that bother us the most. And there's, it's just the way it is. You know, some people are better at just saying, well, I, you know, they take a very stoic uh, approach to it and say, look, if I can't control this and I don't want to devote my mind to it. <clears throat> and in instead, I'm going to focus on what I can control and therefore, you know, go about your day doing things that you have control over, which is certainly the advice I would give to anybody is to take that approach to it. Um, I think for me right now, I, like I said, I'm just wrapping my head around all of it. Still, um, I'm doing my best to learn what I can control and what I can't. And then the things that I can't, okay, I'm not going to think about them. I'm not going to inundate myself with those things, create more complex ways to worry. Um, and instead I'm just going to take it day by day because in, in reality, it's like, I have what I need in front of me, you know, and I'm, uh, for me, I'm using this as, as, as you know, Justin, an opportunity too to like, okay, how can I change my habits? Right. And the habits that I want to change anyway, whether this were going on or not are like part of my eating habits. So instead of like, Hey, let's go out for dinner tonight and go eat something that has too much salt and it's all shitty, you know, out of a, out of a restaurant. Instead, I'm going to make three eggs and, and eat an avocado like I you know like that's my dinner now which I'm kind of happy about like it's it's forcing me to develop a habit that I needed to develop anyway um so I guess to that point I'm just I'm trying to look for things like that day to day that I can be really happy about and make positive changes so that I can be better with the things I want to improve upon I don't know if that answers your question but I'm just trying not to think about it. And you know what's ironic is, Jordan, as you were talking, I saw an iMessage come through from my mom. And it was like a link to like a Vox article that was like, this could go on for a year or more. And it's <laughs> like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, I appreciate what she's trying to do. But at the same time, it's like, I don't, okay, I don't, whatever. Like, maybe it will. Maybe it won't. And either way, what we need to do right now to <clears throat> help our neighbors and each other and ourselves is just what we're doing, which is isolating, social distancing. Uh, it's, it's crazy how quickly these terms have become part of our daily, you know, conversations, flatten the curve, social distancing, etc. cetera. Um, it can be overwhelming, but it just, we have to accept sooner or later that this is our reality. And I'm not trying to, put on a show here at all by you know pretending that i have a fucking good handle on this because i don't think i do have a fully good handle on it yet and i don't know if i ever will i just got to do my best with the tools i have and just try to be as careful as i can be and i don't know that's what i'm doing but it is stressful and even as we talk about it now it's like god damn it i don't want to be fucking talking about this because it gives me it gives me anxiety you know I just wanted to say quickly to Matt's point about getting receiving the article. Uh, I think it's it's actually a great term of, of I think we can also apply the social distancing uh, and use it as a fluid term that can also help you to 
abstain from engaging in all of the articles that everyone is sending with you in, in the same way that that because everyone can keep speculating and you know and when someone shares that's you know even though it's your mom you can say hey thanks i appreciate it but uh respectfully i would i i don't really want to receive any more of this stuff because i'm already inundated enough with it and and i would like to social distance myself from that stuff as well and just keep just keep moving forward because that's all i can do right now and social i think that's a great fluid term yeah social media distancing yeah yeah physical like, distancing i think it's going to give a lot of people uh people that are are Lug, that have the luxury of getting over the worrying about their covering their basic needs because all of all of us I think are in a, are in a relatively good position covering our basic needs of you know the lights are, are on we have some food Jordan has a big pizza in his freezer he's never done that before and I'll probably never eat it either I'll probably never eat it but but if all else fails it's he there. has he has a pizza. He can ration that out over many days and be okay. He doesn't eat that much. Um, but look, all of our all of our basic needs are covered, and at least for the time being, we know that they're covered. And there are a lot of people that that may be experiencing a lot of the insecurity, uh, economic uh, and basic needs that we're very fortunate that we can sit back and reflect on, express gratitude towards that we have all those, which which opens up that. If you do have the time, and Matt said this earlier, that instead of engaging in all of the social media or aimless TV or whatever else that's a good distraction, we can actually take this as a time where we see people trying to learn a second language or or reading that book that you just you bought eight books and you never got to open any of them and list. And it's like, wait, I have this amazing ability and time that I often don't have to just sit back and kind of do nothing. While so, engaging in something very productive. I, I, I'm glad you brought a lot of those points up because I wanted to go there. Um, yes, the three of us have many uh, relative luxuries. Um, but even for me, I'm thinking, uh, do I stay in this apartment? I don't know what my financial reality is going to be next week. And I certainly have no idea what it's going to be like three months from now. Um and I don't know if at some point in the in the future, uh, the owner of this apartment building is going to say, hey, uh, no one has to pay rent for the next couple months until we get a handle on this. Um, they may offer a, a very reduced rate for the, the next renewal, because I'm sure a lot of people in this building, um, many of whom are Hopkins students, uh, who knows what's going to happen. Um, uh, so I'm I have to begin thinking about these realities months in advance because uh, if I'm going to, I may have to make drastic life changes in that sense. Um, look, there are likely people listening to this right now who are freaked the fuck out in this moment and rightly so because they may not have the means to uh, afford food in a couple weeks. They may not have the means to afford uh, to keep the lights on. Uh, or, or to, to, to stay where they're living, uh, or to provide for their children. You know, like we, the, the three of us can't uh, even be, get, get close to understanding what that could feel like right now. And, and many of us have no idea how, uh, if we have an employer, how they'll respond, uh, how the, uh, you know, our, our local or state or, or federal governments will respond uh, in, in assisting us. Uh, and, and in many ways they don't know yet either. Um, 
so one, many people right now may not have the luxury of free time uh, to, to worry about these things. Maybe some of us are spending all of our time figuring out how do I uh, take my business uh, you know, virtually, digitally? How do I create a new business, whether it's uh, a, a YouTube channel or uh, uh, you know, some other way to, to you know, earn income, to build a business, to offer value? whether a service or not, uh, online. Um, like we, and I, and I guess maybe a point I'd, I'd, I'd like to kind of bring it to is all of us are in a completely different situation in our personal lives. Uh, yes, we have all this in common that we're, we're connected in that we're doing this together and going through it as, as a society, but the realities of, of each of us are different. You know, someone listening, uh, they may have a, a loved one who, uh, you know, could be really gravely ill right now. Uh, luckily, we don't know what that reality is. Uh, if things like that begin to happen for us, everything in our life changes in, in many ways. So um, I, I hope for those listening, I just want to, to normalize your experience because what, whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling... Um, it's uniquely your own, and and it, it it's not wrong. Um, you know, for all of us, I'm sure there's ways that we're processing and dealing that aren't helpful for us, and that's where you know healthy self awareness practices and and coping skills come into play. Um, but it's 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 all unique to each of us, um, even though we're all in this together. Um, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's rough guys. Like this is real shit. Yeah. Well, and it, it's, it's truly hard at least right now. And I'm hoping this changes within the next, you know, week or two. Um, it's hard to talk about anything else, right. With anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of the issue It's just, it's, it's so, it's just inundating. Um, but I think my hope, and I think this was your guys' hope too for this, for recording this, was to take advantage one of the time that we now have to do this, um, and to remind people that you know we're going through this shit, and in in whatever sense of the way we're a part of a community a very large community now that's all going through the same thing. But like, even in our little chocolate croissants, Facebook group, it's like, we're definitely going through this. And it's almost embarrassing, you know, in some ways to admit it that like, fuck, I've probably been, I've probably been like a shitty husband in some ways and a shitty friend in some ways over the past week or two, because it's like, as much as I want to be present with everybody, it's like, I'm fucking processing this on my own. And I'm like envisioning things that I never thought I'd have to envision. And I'm, I am going down that what if path and I certainly don't want to, you know, um, Justin, like, you know, I'm like paying attention to what all the smart people that we, that we know and love are saying. And, you know, the other day we were watching all those videos from Dr. Peter Atia, and it's like, fuck, like I can only imagine what a dude like, like that, who is engulfed in the research too every day is, thinking how can that guy be like a good family member if like this is what's going on i like 
how do these people that are working in hospitals treating patients like this create a compartmentalization for themselves? I feel like it's it's a sort of living hell. I know that's very those are strong words, but and it's it's varying degrees of it for people, but this situation is fucking way more daunting than uh at least for myself than like i was expecting to be dealing with right now you know so like when you talk about like a tour in june it's like i hope it happens but the likelihood of it happening is probably pretty low at this point but even so it's like i don't give a fuck about that you know what i was just thinking about i know that sounds bad but you know what i was just thinking about is um Part of me wants, like, our local governor, who's been doing, in my opinion, a fucking amazing job. Um, I want our governor to to put a fucking lockdown in place so mm-hmm. that we don't have to think mm-hmm. about going out. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, right. There's no option. Like, that's it. You, you need, you got to be in one place for a couple weeks. And then at least you can relax your mind. Because I find, for me, it's like every time I do have to venture out to the grocery store or, like, today I had to go to the UPS store, like I said, it's like, that resets my clock of thinking like, Oh, how long is it going to take? You know, how long is it going to take for me to show a symptom or get it or my wife to get it or whoever. Whereas if we're just home, then it's like, all right, cool. And I'm going to honestly, like that's how I've been trying to live, but I really have been every day trying to make it even more of that isolation in that aspect. Um, and my point to this is like, I have really big personal things coming up, like the closing on my, on my new house and my current house is under contract. There's a closing for that. It's like, of course I want all those things to happen, but what's more important. Right. And in that sense, when I think of it that way, I'd much rather be able to fucking just lock down right now until we get a better grip of this thing as a society. And, you know, I guess instead of, going to closing or like, you know, doing all those other things. I don't know. I, but again, it's different for me um, because I'm, I'm lucky to have certain things that I do have in my life. You know, like I work for myself. Business isn't necessarily suffering. So I'm not in the position that you're in Jordan where you now don't have the same level of work that you had before that many of people, many, many of my friends don't have. I have plenty of friends that work in the service industry. All my friends are either in bands that just had to cancel tours or they're crew members of bands that have zero income right now. I am very much, uh, I'm very sad for them and I'm very frustrated for them. Uh, you know, I guess my point is it's like everybody's worried about their own unique situation and everybody's trying to adapt to their own unique situation. But we are human and we've been surviving for many, 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 many years, a very long time. And we're not the first humans to have to deal with something like this. I'm not the first human in another time to have these same thoughts in whatever language that human was hearing in their head. They had to deal with these same things and probably went through these things. And hopefully it's in my DNA, all of our DNA over the years of evolution to as quick as possible, learn to cope with these things. And that's my goal. And that's what I'm trying to do on a daily basis. And that's why, again, I think 
you're right, Jordan, it is good to think about this stuff to a degree because it helps us to narrow the funnel to the decisions that we will then live by on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple of points to make on that. I think it's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating to watch like the ultimate reality show play out right in front of our eyes. And I think the toughest part with, with telling everyone what, what is the term when you just shut everything down? Does anyone remember that where you, you can like quarantine everyone, you enact a certain law? Martial law? Is that what it is? I mean, that's a pretty extreme measure, like wartime measure. Right. But yeah, some or, or, or a varying degree of that. And, and it's fascinating to see that there's still, uh, I think um, there's beaches maybe in Florida right now that they're not even going to shut down till like Monday. You know, I, I think it weighs very heavily on every governor and of, of every state to, to try to make that decision. Because if you really shut it down, then it affects everything that they're still trying to keep afloat for those that potentially do live paycheck to paycheck and then are going to go through a lot of that economic anxiety and then all of the extra worry that comes with uh you know the the uncertainty of the unknown you know of of how long will this go on and and what is my new shift of reality look like so if you really shut it down then then you know i know that they've they've now done the um, I think alcohol can be delivered now from liquors. I mean, things are fascinating right now. Um, you want to go pick up food. You can't go in the place, but they have signs that say in Maryland, at least that um, what we would experience that you can like knock on the door or something of that nature, I think. And like someone can come to the door and pick the grab, you know, like curbside pickup. You know, I think people are doing, people are in, a lot of people are in survival mode for themselves and then for all of their employees. And so if you do shut it down and really just shut it down, then I think it, it just stirs up a, a lot more anxiety and fear and questions that I don't know if people are prepared to answer. Um, what I'm, I'm, I'm super interested in is that, Matt, you, you have a business that's ran online that a lot of creatives who may be sitting at home quarantine or self-quarantining uh, maybe are purchasing and putting more usage into. And I know that I saw... Uh, Moog synthesizers. I think they normally have like a hundred dollar program that they just were throwing it out there for free for people. Like, hey, give yourself something to do. Learn how to play a synthesizer, probably like on your laptop keyboard. Um, and and Matt and I threw out uh, a project that we worked on a couple years ago of giving away some like free fitness programs for people. And I see so many people doing that kind of stuff. Um, it's fascinating to see that part. And, and I'm curious, Matt, you, you do have a business that's ran online, like a lot of these, uh, like a lot of people who are starting to kind of go that route, thinking about new ways to deal with the, the new world. Um, have you seen like an uptick in people using it or talking about using it while they've been locking out or more people are grabbing it? Um, <clears throat> we haven't seen any drop off for sure, but we also want to make it to your point a lot more accessible for people because of the amount of free time that, that creatives do have on their hands. Um, so we're actually, I mean, we're running a, a pretty big sale for uh, the foreseeable future for now to make it a lot more affordable, affordable for people to get a hold of the tools that we provide. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love that other businesses are doing that. Other companies that already have a foothold, um, online that sell digital products that that have that kind of thing going on i think it's great i mean I, i'm seeing everybody do it though. I, I ordered more kettle and fire bone broth today nice. 
and um, I got a massive discount, you know, Mm. because I'm home and they know that people are home and that's why they're ordering, they're trying to eat healthy. Um, But anyway, yeah, it's just a weird time, man. Like, again, certain things are affected and certain things aren't. And I'll go back to it now. It's like, for me, it always takes me a little bit longer to adjust to big changes. And I think the thing in my life that's most affected is just my own mental health at this point that I'm just working on, you know, grappling and, and, and getting my, my finding my peace with it, you know? Well, you know, look, we're all human. Uh, uh, mental health is one of the most, uh, I think, uh, undervalued and, and ignored aspects of, of our humanity. Um, you know, it, it's hard to acknowledge that which we can't see. Um, and we see the physical self. That's why uh, physical fitness has been, you know, a multi-billion dollar industry for many, many decades now. Um, you know, yoga is treated mostly in this culture as a physical practice and, and less so as an emotional, spiritual practice. Um, but look, I'm, I am a, a licensed mental health uh, professional and uh, I... I, I, I intend to, to communicate and engage with the, the people in this community. If you're not in the Facebook group, um, if you have a desktop or a laptop, facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants. Uh, wow, or, it's been a minute. It's been, it's been a minute since I yeah, said Yeah, say it that. again. Let me hear it again. Facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants or just search chocolate croissants, I suppose, uh, in, in the Facebook app on your phone or tablet. Um, Matt, did you remember that link? Mm-hmm. Let me hear it. Facebook.com slash group slash chocolate croissants. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah code chocolate two five. That's chocolate. The number two <laughs> capital number C. Five. There you go. Um, what are you going to discount? But, uh, well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm intending to, uh, Services? provide, provide, you know, my, my insight, my skill set, my, my knowledge, uh, with the people in this community, um, I'm going to fuck with like Instagram live. And, uh, I know I can invite other people to, uh, be part of the, the video feed as I choose. And maybe we'll have conversations there. Um, chocolate croissants podcast, chocolate croissants podcast on, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, it's my intention to, to engage with this community and, and check in, uh, we need, connection we need support we need to feel like our experiences are normalized um you guys have the the luxury of living with wonderful human beings and and animals um i do not i have a couple plants that i water sometimes and i have a fucking frozen pizza in my freezer um, what kind of pizza is it if it's, from wegmans, it's from wegmans it's a uh, i think uncured pepperoni it says it'll rise when i bake it it wasn't the thin crust one um and it's about what i remember right now Um, why that one uh there weren't many uh left when i went to the food store and uh it was it literally was oh that looks really big so in case shit gets like really really bad like i could munch on this for for a couple days um how long could you ration that out for realistically Uh, I, i hope to not learn what what that would be like um but quickly, matt when you buy frozen pizzas 
What do you do? I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> well, think about your favorites. DiGiorno or uh, Jordan and I grew up on Celeste Pizza. Trader Joe's. Okay, so here's, Trader Joe's has the best frozen pizza. Here's Who? what I'm going to do. Trader Joe's. Oh, Trader Joe's. Um, yeah, rest in peace. But real quick, we should wrap up because Daddy needs to go potty real bad. Agreed. I, I, I will commit to this uh, to my brother and to our daddy. Uh, when the time comes that I eat this frozen Wegmans pizza, I will go live in the chocolate croissants Facebook group. Uh, kind of like when you taught us how to make cereal? Yeah, that was a, a cocoa crispy. Yes. Uh, you could probably find that in the group. Uh, it, it was... <laughs> It was a simpler time, guys. That's yeah. as infamous as when Matt knocked the mic over. Yes, yes that was great. We'll have to pull that out from the archives. Um, well, guys, we should definitely do this again. I think it'll be really good to touch base, potentially even next week as things continue to unfold in all of our lives. It'd be great to touch base and kind of see where everybody's at, you know, see how we're all feeling. Hopefully everybody is still healthy and doing good. That's definitely the, the big hope, knock on wood. Um, but let's, let's aim to continue to touch base like this, because again, for the foreseeable future, it seems like that's going to be the best way for us to interact with our, with our peers and our friends. So I think that we should continue to do this for now and just hopefully next week, you know, the goal should be to talk about some other cool things that we all have going on. That should be the goal and and talk about how we've adjusted. Um, and for everybody who has listened this far into, into this, uh, this episode, you know, tell us how you guys are getting along with this stuff. Tell us what's hard, what's 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 easy, what kind of productivity you're you're seeing in your own life that's unfolding or that might already have been there. Um, tell us what you want us to talk about more. You know, give us some good stuff so that we don't have to really keep talking about this particular topic all the time. So let us know what we can do, and we'll do it. Justin, any last words before I close this out? Yeah, and until then, uh, well said, like a true sage. Um, yeah, we'll let, up, read this. Find, find, find us uh, in the Facebook group, and and we'll we'll engage with you there. Until next time. <laughs> All right, John, mix it, John. But until Here's, then, look. Until <laughs> then, next time. Um, uh, un- until then, there's going to be moments where we feel scared, there's going to be moments where we, we feel tension and stress and anxiety and, and sadness. Uh, what I'd like to put out there is give yourself uh, the gift of honoring those feelings um, and, and know when it's time to, to move past that. Uh, at any moment uh, of any day, one deep mindful breath can literally change the state of our bodies and, and our minds. Uh, the breath is always there. There's plenty of free resources on YouTube to, to guide you or to teach you how to do deep breathing. Um, yeah, breathing is the end all be all. Uh, and it's something we all share. So uh, if at any moment you feel panic or, or worry or overwhelm, uh, breathe. Just breathe uh, one one breath and then maybe uh, another and and that can help shift us immediately. Um, so with that, be kind to yourself and until next time. Bye bye.